Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Frank Kushner. He is the owner of Ensemble Financial, and he has worked for more than 20 years on Wall Street with high net worth clients that include Fortune 500 CEOs, physicians, attorneys, business professionals, and small business owners. So, the self-employed and the small business owners like you. He's got a lot of advice for you today as far as what types of financial planning uh, instruments that you have for retirement. He'll be going into each of those and give you some questions that you can consider as you're trying to make a decision about what is right for you. But he has his own nationally syndicated weekly Dallas radio show called With J.P., Kathy, and the Crew on 620 AM KEXB, where he discusses money topics of the day and provides guidance to his listeners on how to reach their own personal financial goals. Frank's also been a featured guest on the Today Show, 740 KTRH, Gary Posick's Health, Wealth, and Happiness broadcast, and many other. Welcome to the show today, Frank. Hi, how are you, Kelly? It's great to be on the show. Yes, we're very happy to have you because retirement planning, wow, that is so important. And it's something that a lot of business owners, when they start their businesses, they think, you know, I'll just sell my business. That'll be my retirement plan. Mm-hmm. So they, they, and that doesn't oftentimes, actually, oftentimes more than not, doesn't work out the way they anticipated or it doesn't work out at the time they thought that they were going to be able to do it. And it also doesn't take into account their employees. So uh, tell us about why you really need to have a plan in place from the get-go. It's very. You know, this is one of those types of scenarios that get overlooked on a pretty regular basis uh, by small business owners and just people who start a company in general. Uh, it, the difficulty is in choosing it and then administering it. So it it can be burdensome depending on the plan that you set up. There are some very simple plans and there are very complicated plans, and it really depends on the size of the company. But the the reason that it's so tremendously important, as with pretty much any other type of, of savings in general, is you're running out of time. Everyone runs out of time before retirement, whether you're the employer or the employee, you need to maximize the amount of time that your money is working for itself. I like to say pretty regularly, you know, you want to give your money a job. And the way that you give your money a job is you invest it. And if you invest it, hopefully over any period, you know, some substantial period of time, it's going to grow and hopefully outpace inflation. And that's what we're trying to do, Kelly, is we're trying to make sure that the employers and the employees are going to be able to retire. It's not the same way as it used to be when our parents or my parents or you know when they had these pension plans and you know hey I'm 65 here's your package see you later and you know those don't exist really anymore they do but they're very costly and companies are trying to get away from them so you have to take this into your own uh, you know under your uh, you have to do this yourself you, this isn't something that you can expect Social Security to cover $1,700 in Social Security is not going to pay your bills. So that's why it's so tremendously important to try to set one up in the very beginning. 
Yes, absolutely. And as you mentioned, Social Security, I think I think most people have probably come to the realization that that's not going to get you through those golden years, at least not at a lifestyle that you've become accustomed to. So, sure. so you do right. have to you do have to plan for it yourself. Let's talk about some of the main vehicles that are at the disposal disposal of business owners. Could you run through those for us? Certainly, certainly. There's there's several different types of small business plans that are available, uh, and you can go to different uh, different companies will have different branding names, but they they fall into the category of of uh, the, the basic category of a, a SEP IRA, which is a simplified employee pension plan. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the one that I find is the most flexible and the one that uh, most small business owners that have uh, you know few employees will set up. Uh, this is has the easiest administration. Uh, you can contribute up to 25% of your compensation to a maximum of $53,000 a year. Uh, but for the most part, you don't have to put all that in there. It just gives you that flexibility. The big benefit is that there's no initial, usually there's no initial setup fee or annual maintenance fee. And the ben- a big benefit is there's no administration. You don't have to worry about filling out a 5500 which takes time to get a census drawn up. Uh, to figure out all of your employees and figure out who's who's eligible, uh, and there's no top-heavy testing on that one as well. So that's the general purpose small business plan that I see a lot. Then you've got your uh, your simple plans. A simple IRA is a it's a employer-sponsored plan that uh, allows businesses with 100 or fewer employees and self-employed individuals uh, the ability to set that up. The only problem with that plan traditionally is that uh, you have to establish it by October 1st. So for those of you out there that haven't done it this year, you're going to have to wait till next year if you want to set up a simple plan. Uh, it also has salary deferral and uh, a wide range of investment choices. So this is a good one as well. Um, and then you've got your traditional 401k. This is the plan that you uh, you set up. You have your employees that are able to put up to $18,000 in salary deferral away. Uh, if you're over 50, you may be able to put in a little bit more. Uh, and this is the one that most people are really comfortable with and familiar with. This is the traditional uh, plan that's set up by your corporation that allows you to put, you know, three, six percent, nine percent of your, uh, your your earned income in. The big benefit for all of these plans, though, is that when you put that money in, it comes out pre-tax, which means that it's going to grow tax-deferred and it reduces your income tax liability. So there's very few disadvantages to saving for your retirement in any of these types of uh, any of these mm-hmm. programs here. Yeah. So so all of them the, are pre-tax, uh, or is it just the 401k? No, they're all pre-tax. They're all uh, taken okay. out pre-tax. Yep. Uh, one all of the right. things, there are other ones like the Roth 401k. There are a few yes. different types of, and there's flexibility all over the place for a lot of these programs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you set up a 401k, you, you know, you choose the different alternatives and bells and whistles you want. If you set up, uh, you know, a Roth 401k, that's one that doesn't come out pre-tax, as you said, but the, when you pull the money out, it comes out tax-free. Uh, for retirement as long as you you, uh, know, you satisfy the, the qualifications. Sure, because the idea of getting it tax-free now is that when you do pull it out at the end, you're going to be in a lower income bracket, so your tax liability will be lower. Is that sort of the idea behind it? That's exactly true. That is the idea, and that's why it's very critical to talk to your financial advisor, your financial professional, so that they know exactly what you are. If you're If you're a physician and you're making you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and during retirement, 
you're probably going to make that same amount of money. Uh, the Roth is, you know, if, it, if it's available, is probably a good choice because you're, you know, you're going to be in a high tax bracket no matter what. So if gross tax-free and you can pull it out, you don't have to worry about an additional tax hit at the end of the year. Uh, but if you know you're going to be in a lower tax bracket whenever you retire and you're going to pull that money out, then it makes sense to do the traditional route where you, uh, you know, where your tax rate's going to be lower. You pull it out at gross tax deferred, um, and then you're paying, you know, very little on what you're pulling out. So that's mm -hmm. those are the options, and that's what you have to discuss with your financial professional for sure. Well, and that brings up my next question. You had talked about when you sign up for one of these, you have different choices that you can make as you get it established and so forth. Who do you work with? Do you, do you seek out a financial advisor? Are there um, banks? Uh, you know, who, who exactly would you turn to, to for assistance with one of these? All of these are available. Uh, you, you can do it a la carte. You can do it yourself. You can go to all the major financial services firms. We'll, we'll vie for your business. They love retirement assets. They're, they're sticky assets, right? You can't touch them until you're 59. And most of the people that set these up, you're going to have an employer plan in place. They love those. So, so you could go direct to any of the, the big guys, uh, the Fidelities, Vanguard, Schwab's of the world. Uh, mm -hmm. You can work with banks as well. Uh, banks have their own broker-dealers and affiliations as well. They can help you as well. Uh, or, you know, if you're a small business owner and you do have a financial advisor or a relationship with a financial advisor, happy to give you the advice. They'd, they'd be thrilled to help uh, be part of that process. Okay. One of the things that you mentioned when you were kind of running through the three different main mm -hmm. options is, you know, how much of your salary you can set aside in these. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, a lot of times retirement is an afterthought, not just for the small business mm -hmm. owner, but for the employees, too. It's like, man, I, I live it paycheck to paycheck as it is. Really, to think about putting something ahead for you know, 20, 30 years down the road, I can't, just can't do that right now. So uh, some people find themselves in this catch-up mode when they get to, say, their 50s. And you had just talked about some of the limits on what you can do. Uh, is in terms of set aside your salary, are there any exceptions to that? Uh, not really. I mean, as you get up to once you get to the age of fifty, there are uh, there are additional amounts of money that you can put into these different programs, but they're never going to catch you up. You know, the difference between eighteen thousand and twenty four thousand dollars with a catch up is still not going to help you when you're fifty. You know, it's just not enough time. Nine years effectively nine you know nine and a half years is when you would first be able to pull that money out nine years isn't a long time so mm -hmm. you really need to consider a couple of options and this is this goes on with the point that you're saying as well you know as an afterthought it may be an afterthought but it's a very critical afterthought especially if you're in a uh, in a business and you know that the business is going to grow exponentially if it's if it's going to be a great idea no one goes into it thinking they're going to stay a small business but for the most part it could happen if you grow and you don't have these retirement plans you're going to lose employees to other employers that do have these programs and in addition your costs uh the cost of having someone who is an older employer or an older employee is substantial look at health care so if you've got somebody as you mentioned before, someone's working, living paycheck to paycheck and can't afford to retire, they're going to be a drain on your company uh, once they get to you know, a much older age. And wouldn't you want them to be able to retire and then lower your costs? That's, I mean, that's the short-sighted thing that a lot of people don't think about when they're setting up a retirement plan. It's like, yeah, I don't want to pay for my employees. I don't want to give them retirement. Great. Well, then they're going to be working for you forever, and they're going to end up costing you more in the long run. 
And when you say costing you more because health insurance is higher for older employees, is, is that That's what you're right. talking about? Yeah. That's right. Health insurance and benefits are much more expensive uh, for the older employees. Yeah, and I, I would, as a business owner myself, I would see it more from the retention standpoint. You get somebody mm-hmm. in that, that you worked really hard to recruit and train, and then oh, all because you don't have retirement or some other uh, competitive benefits in place because you didn't see those as an investment, I lose them, and I have to start the whole process all over again. And so uh, that talent goes out, that time goes out, and that money that I spent recruiting and training them goes out the door. Absolutely. That is so expensive. You know, to to hire and and train an employee, a a good employee, is, is, as you know, as a small business owner, is very, very difficult. And losing them for something as simple as, well, you didn't even have something that I could pay for myself. The thing that's really different uh, about a lot of these programs is and how you can figure out how you want to choose them. Is is it employer-sponsored, and do I put the money in as an employer, or am I putting the money in as the employee? You should at least let the employee have the opportunity to put some of their own money in there, because at least that way you know that they're saving for themselves and it takes the burden off of you. There are programs out there, defined benefit, and these are the two traditional types. There's a defined benefit plan, which Mm -hmm. as its name says, is you're gonna get a specific benefit when you retire. So that's the traditional pension plans that that, I talked about earlier, where you're getting 70% of your last three years pay kind of a deal. And then you've got the defined contribution, which is the one that, the three that we were talking about, 401k, SAP, and SIMPLES. Uh, those are defined contributions. You're defining how much I'm putting away per year, not what I'm going to get at the end. So right. obviously, with the with the latter, the program, the defined contribution plan, you need to figure out how much you're going to need to retire in you know the lifestyle you're accustomed to, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you tailor that to what you think the returns are. And there's so many websites out there uh, that allow you to do an investment calculation to figure out, okay, if I'm putting away $12,000 a year and it's growing at 6% for 23 years, how much am I going to have? And then you can factor in at that point, figure out how much money you're going to be living on. And is that going to make it? That's how you figure out what your, your plan is. And there's so many programs out there that you can, you can do that yourself. And it's a good wake up call for a lot of people Mm -hmm. when they realize that, Ooh, Wow. Yeah. No, I, I bet. And also, you know, as you get older and start thinking about it, your 40s or your 50s, in order to retire in the manner in which you want, you're probably going to have to uh, be more aggressive with uh, the investments that you choose. You know, they might be a little bit more risky, which also means that you're going to have you've got the potential to losing more in addition to playing a little bit of catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're going to have to be aggressive. That, right. And, and, you know, you need to think about a long-term investment. You shouldn't be investing in, in equities or stocks mm-hmm. if you have less than seven years to go. You know, at the point where you're, you've got substantial savings and you're getting close to retirement age and you know you're going to need that nest egg, if it's not something you're planning on leaving on your kids or to your kids, if you know you're going to need it, you need to start shifting out, rotating out of equities and into something more conservative because, you know, losing 50% of a $2,000 contribution, you know, you still have a thousand bucks and hopefully you got 20, 30 years to make that up. But if you're close to your retirement age and you lose 15% of 2 million, that's a lot of money. So you have to start rotating out and thinking about that. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about some time frames. You had mentioned that for the simple, I believe it was, you have to have that established by October the 1st. So, you know, we are two weeks past that date for 2017 at this point. Right. So how far in advance of October the 1st for 2018, if that's, if that's a plan that would be appealing to you, when should you start preparing for that one for next year? I, I mean, I would do that January 1st. The, the mm-hmm. earlier you, you set it up and start contributing to it, uh, the better off you're going to be. So, uh, and, and this goes to all of these. You know, if, if you can preload it at the beginning of the year, you're getting an extra year of investing time. So you want to set that up as, as early as you can. Um, the other ones, like the, uh, the uh, tax filing deadline, or actually, I take that back, the, uh, with the SEP IRA, that one can be set up and funded uh, to your tax filing deadline, including extensions. So that's why that one is such a powerful one. You know, mm-hmm. right now, most companies know that they're going to be profitable or not for the year. This is a great time to try to figure out how much money can my company afford to put away for me. Let's say you're a small shop, you've got a few employees, a few key employees, and you want to make the contribute the max contribution. You can put that in uh, up until tax filing deadline. If it's April 15th or October 15th. So, mm-hmm. That one's really flexible. Uh, the 401ks usually need to be set up by year end. Those need to be done by December uh, or your fiscal year end. So that's another one that needs to be really, you need to focus on that and, and get that done. And a, a traditional 401k takes quite a bit of time. A simple and a SEP IRA, those you could just walk into any bank or, or brokerage firm and you could set that up the same day. But the wow. traditional 401k usually takes some time. It's going to take some time to, to create the plan, to get the plan documents, to have everyone sign, to get the trustees to do all sorts of stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot harder and a lot more administration. So that one's going to require a lot of time. Sure. Uh, as we run out of time here today, for, uh, <laughs> sure. what would you leave, what, what final thought would you leave our listeners with as far as it goes with their retirement? I think the biggest thing that people need to consider uh, no one feels that they have enough money ever to put away anything. You, you, you won't miss it. You're doing it pre-tax in most of these programs, so that means that your taxable income is going to go down, and you don't even feel it. So just put the money away. Everyone lives paycheck to paycheck. But when you see your savings starting to accumulate, it makes you a little more greedy, and then you start investing more. So just start as early as you can and put that money away for your retirement because no one else is going to be there to do it for you. Sure. Great advice. And Frank, if anybody would like to get in touch with you, find out more about you, how would they do that? Certainly, certainly. Thank you. They can uh, they can find me on the web at www.ensemblefinancial.com. They can email me at fkushner at ensemblefinancial.com, or you can give us a call at the office at 212-489-1800. Thanks so much for being on our show today, Frank. Lots of great information. Thanks, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.